0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Anna Andrew. Good morning and a very warm welcome to all our congregations. I'm Anna, if you don't know me, and I'm one of the um, pastors over in Crawley Congregation. If you're new here today, a very special welcome and I just hope that you're encouraged today. And that as you have your time with us this morning, we just I just pray that you're blessed and encouraged and that you enjoy being with us. So today I'm gonna to be carrying on from last week where Pastor Kevin brought the first part of Psalm 103, which is our new series where we're going deeper into Psalm 103. He started on the first part of the Psalm and this week I'm gonna be looking at the middle part of the Psalm, verses six to 12. And I'm gonna speak a little briefly um, and then we're gonna break into groups like we did last week where we can go into more discussion and um, discuss what God is showing us personally. I hope that last week you were encouraged that it was, it's so good to share the word together and uh, in the early church in Acts they met together daily to um, encourage each other, to eat together, to share the word together, to pray together and just remember what Jesus has done. So how much more do we need to do that now? So let's get into it. Psalm 103, verses 6 to 12 says The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So it has been said that Psalm 103 gives us three steps in quenching spiritual thirst. But what is spiritual thirst? We know that natural thirst is not good and can affect us physically, but God creates in us spiritual thirst that only He can meet, only He can satisfy. We can get dehydrated in the world and we need to come to him daily to be refreshed. John 7, 3, 7 says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scriptures has said, rivers of living water, will flow from within them. Recognising that we are thirsty will draw us to God. In the same way as, as knowing that we're thirsty will cause us to seek out water. Psalm 63 one says, you God are my God earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. We recognise that the world is dry and can't meet those needs. So using 103, we can learn to drink and be refreshed. So the steps are The first step is what we covered last week. That first part of the psalm where we we affirm who God is, where we stir up our personal affection for the Lord, remembering what he has done. My soul, praise the Lord and all that is within me, praise his holy name. We stir up that personal affection. Step two what we're looking at this week, is that middle part of the psalm, which is where we meditate on who he is, on his character, and we praise him for who he is. And step three is that last part of the psalm, where we celebrate his authority, knowing that submitting to him will not drain us What will refresh and sustain us. So let's look at that step two, giving praise for who he is. There is so much in this psalm about the character of God. He's righteous, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and we can experience him in all these ways. God's compassion is more than sympathy or pity. His compassion is related to his mercy, kindness, patience, grace, forgiveness, and love. God's compassion compels him to action Verse 6 says, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. So his compassion stirs him. It stirs him to action. His love and compassion for us will stir us into action as well. Love or the lack of love is often one of our deepest longings. We we read in verse 8, he's abounding in love. Or in the Passion Translation, it describes God's love is like a, a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. So from that, it says that God doesn't just want to give us a little but it's that overflow. It's that all-consuming, rivers bursting, banks overflowing kind of love. The one sentence that can sometimes challenge us is verse 11. So great is his love for those who fear him. Great is his unfailing love, that we can be in awe of him, that we can revere him, that we can lift him up and be in awe of him. My prayer is as we praise him in his unfailing love, we encounter him in his love that we get caught up in that overflow of his love. How can we ever be the same when we experience that kind of love, that love that meets those deep longings that we all have experienced? No human can meet that deep longing. Only God can satisfy, only God can meet that need, that deepest love need that we all have. Only God. My prayer also is that his compassion stirs in us that we receive His compassion, and in receiving His compassion, it stirs us to action. We can experience this beautiful exchange of us not being treated as we deserve, but He pours out His forgiveness and love this overflow on failing love. How amazing is that? So let's get into groups now, as we reflect on what the Holy Spirit is showing us. Let's talk, pray and encourage each other. And there'll be some questions on your tables just to help prompt you, but enjoy and be blessed